house life. This is Minister Joanne Williams from Grace on Display Ministries. Welcome to the Art of Successful Living. Learn how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Hey, Happy New Year's! Thanks everyone for listening in, and I do hope that you are blessed and strengthened as you listen to this particular series. To begin 2022, let's talk about the fatherhood of God. Our scripture comes from the King James Version of the Bible, 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew not him. God welcomes the weight of parental responsibility, and as many children as he has, that's saying a lot. He won't be irritated or abrupt with us. He's both patient and kind. He's an understanding mediator. He strengthens and directs. He is both a loving disciplinarian. Don't get it twisted, y'all. God disciplines his own, but he's also the giver of blessings. He is the source and illuminator of both natural and spiritual things, teaching you and me holiness and righteousness. His presence is continually with us, and we can experience a bond of love, trust, and common purpose with him. Our earthly fathers, they never could supply all our needs. Most do the best that they can. But God the Father anticipates and answers all our needs. The Bible says, your father, meaning God, knows the things you have need of before you ask him. Matthew chapter 6 verse 8. Boy, how awesome is that? Since Christianity is based on the scriptures, it is clearly monotheistic. It embraces the truth that there is but one God and none other. Yet, the same Bible that teaches us that there is only one God reveals that God in three distinct persons. While the human mind cannot comprehend the doctrine of the triune God, it is a clear teaching of the Holy Scriptures. We cannot fully understand the doctrine of the Trinity, but we can accept it as a biblical truth. We need to recognize that the Bible reveals that this one God exists as the three persons of the Godhead. So in this lesson, we will study the person of God the Father. Remember, it is he who is most prominently revealed in the writings of the Old Testament. While a technical name for the study of God the Father doesn't really exist, it should be called paterology or paterology, paterology, paterology. 
because the Greek word for father is pater. So paterology. And that L-O-G-Y means the study of. So we're talking about the study of God the Father. In order to understand more about God the Father, we will examine several aspects concerning him. The first aspect we will examine consists of the titles or names that are used for God in the Old Testament writings. The second aspect we will examine is made up of the teachings about the fatherhood of God. The examination of these two aspects will help us to understand God the Father as revealed in the Bible. But before we begin this lesson, let's address a corrupt usage of the title God as the father of all mankind. See, some falsely teach that God is the father of all mankind since he is the creator of all. Many believe and teach he is the father of all mankind. However, this is false reasoning. This reasoning would mean that he is father of the rocks since he created rocks. No one would teach this. Yet those who conclude that God is the father of all men because he created them, that's based on faulty reasoning. These same teachers also teach the brotherhood of all mankind based on the same logic. Such teaching is unbiblical. Though God is creator of all men, he is not father of all men. Therefore, this teaching espouses a corrupt usage of the title of God as father. Now, what's the correct usage? The correct usage of this title God as Father. There are three ways this title is used correctly. The first one is Father of the Nation of Israel. Of this relationship, Hosea wrote, When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. That's Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. Uh, of this, Isaiah wrote, Doubtless thou art our father, thou, though Abraham be ignorant of us, and Israel acknowledge us not, thou, O Lord, art our father, our redeemer, thy name is from everlasting. Whew. Isaiah chapter 63, verse 16. A lot of words to get in there. Isaiah 63, verse 16. Again, he wrote, But now, O Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay, and thou art potter. And we all are the work of thy hands. So that's Isaiah chapter 64, verse 8. So in these verses, he is presented as the father of the nation of Israel. Now, the second correct usage of this title 
uh, he is father of Jesus Christ. So the correct use of the second correct uses of this title is he is father of Jesus Christ. As to this use of the title, father, Isaiah wrote, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. It is important to note that while a child was born, a son was given. He is the eternal son of the eternal father. Again and again in the New Testament, Jesus makes reference to God as his father. He is the father of Jesus Christ. The third correct usage of this title, Father, God the Father, is Father of all Christians. Paul wrote of this relationship. Paul said, One God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 6. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm so glad about it. So let's break it on down. Break down, break down, break down to the ground. <laughs> the fact he wrote, in you all makes it clear that he was speaking only of Christians in this verse. This verse speaks of God as the father of all Christians. That's why John wrote, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Christians, we have been spiritually born of our Heavenly Father. God is the father of the nation of Israel. He's the father of Jesus Christ, and he's the father of all Christians. These are the correct usage of the title of God as father. He is the first person of the Trinity. The titles or names of God the father and the teachings concerning the fatherhood of God helps us to understand more about the first person of the Trinity, God the Father. He became our Father through adoption. The Greek word for adoption into sonship occurs four times or at least four times in the New Testament. Romans chapter 8 verse 23, Romans chapter 9 verse 4, Galatians chapter 4 verse 5, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5. Adoption was common among the Greeks and the Romans who granted the adopted son all the privileges of a natural son, including the inheritance rights. Christians are adopted sons by grace. Christ, however, is God's son by nature. Yet to all, the Bible says, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. 
John chapter 1, verse 12 through 13. And uh, God's children are those who both receive Jesus as Lord and believe in his name as the risen Messiah. And again, that's Romans chapter 8, verse 16. Membership in God's family is by grace alone, the gift of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 9. It is never a human achievement. Yet the imparting of the gift is dependent on human reception of it. You got to receive it. That's why the words are there, did receive and believe, which makes this clear. The children of God have been given a new openness and relationship with God that was not theirs as a result of their natural born birth. The Bible clearly teaches that our Heavenly Father, when we have been born again, when we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, He becomes our Father. And our Father guides His children, enjoys fellowship with them, and is glorified through them. Allow your Heavenly Father to develop the loving, fatherly relationship with you that He is seeking and enjoy it for all eternity.